Good morning, all you wonderful people tuning in. One more time to a time in the Word of God. It's an exciting day today, the day of salvation, where His goodness was profusely abounding. It doesn't matter what time we live in, in 2023 today, 2024, we are more than overcomers. And I want to call this one survival uh, package, uh, just something that we can look at that you and I need in these last days um, to survive. And we wanted to go to Habakkuk, a uh, wonderful book in the Bible, in the Old Testament, that has a bit of a uh, uh, guideline for us, something that we can put our, uh, uh, well, some people want a checklist. They want something to go by of what we need to do in these last days. You know, number one, stay out of worry, stay out of fear, stay out of anxiety, for sure. Because here in Habakkuk, too, the... Uh, he is a prophet and he is foreseeing and foretelling how the Chaldeans are going to come and attack the Israelites, attack the land. And he knows it's coming. And uh, he gives us an example of what to do when we are in the midst of trouble. Trouble's all around. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, like never before right now. Trouble, trouble, trouble. And uh, we need to be able to survive this. The Bible says men's hearts will fail them because of fear. And other things are coming upon. There's, there's just so much going on right now that uh, even today there's supposed to be a worldwide uh, buzzing sound through every television, every telephone, everything that you have. Even though you turn off the volume, there's some significance to that whatever. You know, say whatever, you know, you, just in case you hear the sound coming uh, in the next couple hours. Anyways, we'll find out here in Habakkuk, uh, verse 16, chapter 3. It says, I am, um, it says, I will wait quietly for the day of trouble and distress when there shall come up and to my people um, an invasion and an oppression. So he knows it's coming. But he has a simple answer as uh, someone that trusts in the Lord. And this is something that we should go by. And this is what it says here in verse 17. Though the fig tree does not blossom and there be no fruit in the vines. That's trouble, right? And the product of the olive oil fails and the field yield no food. Though the flock be cut off from the fold, there shall be no cattle in the stall. All of those are economic attacks. I heard the other day someone in, in the Vancouver area their new mortgage up 31% is going to be 6500 a month. It's, it's mind-boggling for a normal home to pay that kind of money. And we are in these troubled times. But he's given us a, a, a rundown. The fig tree doesn't blossom. There's no olives in the in the, in the, in the What does it say here again? There's no olive product. And the fields of food... Uh, are not producing, the flocks are cut off from the fold, no cattle. And so basically he has lost his income. Uh, or whoever uh, these attackers, the Chaldeans that are coming in, are going to uh, affect the income of these people. And uh, yet, again, in a natural, we want to do a lot of things to help ourselves. Uh, and I'm not saying... Don't help yourselves in the natural, you know, don't. I, I, one of the wisest things, you know, I've had a lot of people give me financial success. Two things I want to do, get out of debt and tithe. 
Get out of debt and tithe. Tithe first and then get out of debt. Those are the important things. Now, don't give me some economic formula of success, whatever. I want to make sure that I do the two things the Bible talks about. Obviously, giving is part of that um, because we're tithers and givers and we have. And that'll keep you secure. Now, now when you when you do that, you have the ability of the Godhead coming in and uh, uh, jumping in for you. But here's what... Uh, is the first step of what we need to do when we, when your mortgage goes to six and a half thousand dollars, or when when uh, trouble is all around us. The boss says we we're going to fire you. Uh, it says yet I will rejoice. I will exult in my victorious God of my salvation. I will rejoice in my victorious God of my salvation. Now why and how? Okay, that's great to say, but I know you're you're. You maybe you want to throw something at the camera and, or, you know, when somebody says a message on rejoice, it just causes you to be angry. Don't you know what I'm going through? Okay, so if we just say he rejoiced, would be blind if I don't include the next verse. He's rejoicing for a reason, not just to be foolish and try to ignore everything and, and override everything by acting uh, joyful and, and just kind of, um, you know, ignoring what's really going on all around. No, he is rejoicing because of the next verse. You understand that? So if you're mad at the, you know, joy message and rejoicing, you know, the Bible says, um, count it all joy when you fall in a diverse temptation. And again, that could, you know, throw, uh, you throw a temper tantrum and say, don't you understand what I'm going through or what I've been through? The thing is, accounting it all joy. That's the, what the word means. Be like an accountant and access why you're joyful in this situation so that you can be joyful. Access what you have in that situation. Like Philemon 1.6, um, the communication of faith or the lifestyle of faith is effective by acknowledging what's in the, in you. It's not effective. You can't walk by faith without knowing what's inside of you. It's a total package. So let's open the total package here and see what he sees so that you and I can rejoice. Okay, let me read verse 18 again. Again, I will rejoice when everything fails in the Lord I will exalt in the victorious God of my salvation. And uh, it's got in the in the parentheses here, Romans 8, 37, where it talks about that, uh, that the love of God will never fail, not height nor breadth. Nothing will remove you from the love of God, neither angels nor principalities nor powers. It, it goes into every area. Maybe we'll get there later. But uh, every area cannot overcome the love of God. But what, this is what he says. He's rejoicing because of this here. Now get your pen and paper out. It's verse 19 says, The Lord God is my strength and my personal bravery. So he's not coming, waking up in the morning and thinking, okay, I'm going to do this joy thing again because that's what you know that pastor's talking about. Joy, joy, joy on an empty heart will not work, will not bring you to the place where you know that you know that you know that you know you're coming through this. He says he knows that uh, the Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery. See, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So, uh, but I, it goes on beyond that. The joy of the Lord is my strength. 
Yep, so get rejoicing, but know, know of a surety that he is your personal bravery. What does that mean? He knows his God. Well, if I just flip over to Psalm 91, remember that beautiful psalm? Maybe we'll get there today too, if not next time. It says, because, this is verse 14, after God tells you everything that he's going to do in that verse, a thousand will drop at one side, 10,000 another. You don't fear the missiles that are flying, all that kind of stuff. How, how did this man, David is talking right now in Psalm 91, how did he have the strength to overcome? Well, the Holy Spirit inspired the writer to write this here. It's God speaking through the Holy Spirit to say this here. He says, I'm going to use the God voice. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. No love set on God. That means you adore him. First place in your life. Seek first the kingdom of God. Get filled with the word of God. Put the word of God first place. Spend your time. Turn off the TV. Put God first. Spend time like you're dating with him. You want time with him. Fellowship. Amen. That's saying it real quickly, but how do I get to have because he has set his love upon me? How do I get there? Love him. Love the one. Uh, love the one you brought to the dance, so to speak. Um, you put him on high. Psalm 34 says that I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises continually in my mouth. Um, my life makes us boast in the Lord, verse 2. So you don't just bless the Lord and have great words in your mouth without the next verse. So you've always got to have the full package. The next verse says, um, I will magnify, bless the Lord, I will magnify his name. Make him big, bigger than the problem. Say the problem is, is, uh, is the size of this room. Well, double up on God and make him twice as big. Amen. That's what it means. He knows that God is his personal bravery. And because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows. Remember that Bible study you didn't go to? Remember the, the time that you skipped church because you know there's a movie on or football or whatever? Guess what we miss? We miss knowing God. And when we miss knowing God, according to Psalm 91 where he wants to set us on high. Give us the victory. Back to Zephaniah. Remember, the Chaldeans are coming. You want to be set on high in a supernatural, miraculous way in these days? It says, because the Lord God is my strength. This is back in Habakkuk 3.19. My personal, brave, personal bravery and my vindicated, uh, invincible army. Well, there's another scripture I want to take you to. That's in uh, 2 Kings, verse, oh, that's Psalms. Let's go 2 Kings here, verse 6, verse 17. When it talks about a personal army, one man of God by the name of Elisha knew exactly what was going on. He had developed this trust with God. He had no problem when, when, when all the armies in the natural were surrounding him, he was able to, in the midst of look, what looked like destruction and disaster, he was able to stand up with a calm, cool voice. And this is what he says. Then Elisha prayed, Lord, I pray. Well, let's go back to verse 16. Elisha answered to the servant, 
So he's freaking out. The servant is freaking out. But Elisha answered, Fear not, for those with us are more than those with them. Those with us are more than those with them. Them have got power as far as they have an army or whatever they're planning here in the natural. Those are, there is something there. You can't deny it. But those with us are more than those that they have. And Elisha prayed, verse 17, Lord, I pray you open the eyes that he may see. So the servant who is freaking out at the size of the enemy that's coming upon him, Elisha was cool as a cucumber, was standing there, and he says, he didn't say, oh Lord, open my eyes, I, I'm full of fear. No, but he says, Lord, open, uh, I pray, open the eyes that I may see that he may see, and the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and he, what did he see? He, and behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. And when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, smite this people with blindness, I pray you, and God smote them with blindness as Elisha prayed. So, wow, wow. What do we have to fear? Well, when you know, again, back to, uh, it says, um, Habakkuk says, the Lord God is my strength. As Elisha would say, as David would say in Psalm 91. So there's three witnesses here. Habakkuk, the prophet, David, the king, uh, and Elisha. All of them had, had confirmation from the spirit world, knew one thing, I'm getting in touch with God because there's an army out there. You may not see it today in the natural. Maybe God will give you a vision, maybe a dream, but trust the word. Trust the word. Are you a word person? In the strength of my personal, the Lord God is the strength of my personal bravery and my invincible army. He makes my feet like hinds feet and will make me to walk, not to stand still in terror, but to walk. A hind's feet is a, a, because God is a source of our joy. But I want you to notice something. That he makes me to walk. That's so important. He makes me to walk. Not to stand still and tear, but to walk. What is that? That's the leading of the Lord in uh, the uh, time of trouble. In the time where everything is going wrong. You still got to hear the voice of God. Where he said, he makes me to walk. Walk where? Walk into the fire? No. He'll get you to avoid that car wreck, that fire, that situation that is happening. He, first there's the invincible army, trust in that. But he will fill you with joy and um, you get full of joy. And now listen to the voice of God. He will make me to walk. Walk where? Into safety. Into that place where Psalm 91 says, a thousand may drop at one side. 10,000 on the other, but it shall not come near me. I don't know what it is, what it, but I remember one great uh, story of a lady, story and account of a lady during the Second World War. Several great accounts. So I'm going to go with the word. I'm going to go with the testimony. One of them was of uh, a army of a regiment, actually Canadian regiment, that every morning quoted the Psalm 91 while they were in the heat of the battle, and not one of them was lost. There was also, the, that's a praise the Lord account. That's someone who has an invincible army, 
and the Lord makes them to walk. And be careful where you walk, because guess what? There's minefields. There's enemy shots being fired. You know, there's there's so much. There's grenades, and not one was lost. Why? Because when you hear the voice of God, He will show you where not to walk, and where to walk, and what to do, and what not to do. In troubled times, there's an account of a lady who uh, had a house in the, in London, and she cast her cares on the Lord. Apparently, the Germans were coming in with every airplane to bomb the city, and she just made it clear to the Lord. Says, you know, I prayed to the Lord and told the people, I'm staying, I'm sleeping in my bed. It's it. Um, I trust the Lord. And every other house around her got bombed to smithereens, but hers didn't. She had a good night's sleep when uh, all was going wrong around her, but she depended on the Lord and stayed put. So there's so many good accounts like that. So he will make your feet like hind's feet, jumping for joy, and will make you uh, to walk, not to stand still in terror, but to walk and make spiritual progress upon the high places of trouble, suffering, and responsibility. So there's trouble all around. We know that from John chapter 16, verse 33, that in this world is going to be tribulation, but be of good cheer. He's overcome the world. He stripped Satan of his power. But in the world, two different locations. In Jesus, uh, be of good cheer, for he's overcome the world. In the world, tribulation. That's the person that's out of sight of Jesus. In Jesus, be of good cheer, he overcame the world. And he gives you John, that John 16, verse 33. John 17, read it. Oh, read it with an open heart. He gave you, he gave the people everything that is necessary for life and godliness. And he says, I'm leaving them my word. They believe my word. Why did Jesus leave the word? Because the word is power. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It's a two-edged sword. It's power. It gets those angels that were that Elisha saw on the mountain. It gets them motivated. It gets them smoting the enemy when you stand on God's word and know how to stand on God's word. I don't know how, and neither do you, how the angels are going to win a certain battle, but they shall win. They got no problem uh, taking out 140,000 soldiers in, in, by one angel. That's a lot of soldiers, and that's only one angel. <laughs> Guess what? I think they know. They know much better. You don't need to direct traffic in the spirit world other than through letting them do it through what I shared here that uh, and make spiritual progress upon the high places of trouble suffering responsibility what is that all about the bible says uh, take authority he has given you all uh, power and authority now go in my name power and authority why why do can i believe that when i pray for my children that they're not going to be lost they're going to fulfill god's plans and destinies for their life because we have released power and authority uh, authority what does that mean see i this the policeman has no might in himself he could be a 110 pound weakling well no i don't think they hire them that small but okay 100, 200 pound weakling but he could stand in front of a 4,000 pound car. He's not going to stop that car through his physical might, but he's going to stop the car based on the authority of the badge. 
based on the authority of the office and the, the criminal or the, the uh, bandit knowing the trouble he's going to be in if he touches that police officer. Well, guess what? The bandit, the devil knows the trouble he's going to be in. When you and I say halt in the spirit world, guess what? He better obey. Well, he's got no choice but to obey because the demons would, would uh, have no power against the angels. And so that's where we take. We have the power and authority in this realm because we still have an earth suit, an earth body. Wow, there's so much more to share. I want to go through Psalm 91. Make that your homework assignment. Make it uh, your, and understand from verse 14 on, it gives you a checklist of someone that's going to have all the previous 13 verses fulfilled in their life. It's so easy when you have your, your, um, your spiritual package and you're working it. It's not effort. It's not by works, but just just loading up on the things God says to load up. Well, one of them is His Word. One of them is His praise. One of them is prayer. One of them is joy. Anyways, that's all the time I have today. If you have any questions, call us at 250-862-3044. I would gladly love to pray with you. God bless you and have an amazing day.